today's scripture reading is from two books, Micah and Matthew. The first, is, the first reading is from Micah chapter 6, verse 8. He has told you, O mortal, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. The second reading is from Matthew uh, chapter 22, verses 37 to 40. Uh, please rise for the gospel reading. He said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Ken. Good morning, church. Good morning. It is great to see you all this morning. I see that many of you came back today, so I'm so happy to see your face. So today is the second Sunday of our sermon series, Roots, Rediscovering Our United Methodist. Last Sunday, we talked about grace, a significant concept for Methodism. And today, we will considering holiness another important concept for Methodist. Let us pray. Gracious God, as we gather here today to receive your word, we humbly come before your presence with open hearts and open minds. Lord, may your spirit guide the words that will be shared during this sermon. With your spirit illum illuminates our minds, soften our hearts, and help us to be receptive to the message you have for each one of us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Have we ever wondered if we are saved by God's grace. Why do we need to come to church for worship, to pray, or to be involved in the mission and the ministry of the church? Or have you ever thought that I am a faithful and a good Christian? But why do I sometimes do something against God's will or feel a lack of faith? If you have these questions, you are not, be, you are not alone. I had the same questions, so did John Wesley. John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, even though he was an Anglican priest and dedicated his life to God, did not feel sure about being saved by Jesus Christ until he felt the assurance of his salvation at the Moravian meeting on the Aldersgate Street in London. According to his journals, even after having a warm-hearted experience by God's grace. There were times when he felt spiritually downed 
and claimed that he was not a Christian at all. He faced numerous obstacles or, or temptations that kept him from staying close to Christ. Because of our weakness and brokenness, John Wesley understood that humans are never exempt from the power of evil in their lives, even after experiencing justification by God's grace. Through his own experiences, John Wesley realized that salvation is not just one-time event, but a lifelong process. He called this lifelong process sanctification, or becoming perfected in love. He believed that by God's sanctifying grace, which transforms us into the children of God with the characters of Christ and draws us closer to God and love God, we can move towards perfection in the love of God. Thus, according to John Wesley, once we believe that we are saved by God's grace, by believing we may expect to receive an inward witness of having been freed from bondage to sin and having eternal life. This witness is not just emotions, it is the work of the Holy Spirit, and it is the beginning of a new birth in Christ. And Wesley understood the life regenerated by the Holy Spirit to become Christ-like people as holiness. He encouraged Methodists to pursue holiness, both personal and social holiness, by actively engaging in means of grace based on today's gospel lesson. Matthew chapter 22, it says, Love your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind, this is the first and the greatest commandment. This statement refers to personal witness in John Wesley's term. And the second is like this. Love your neighbor as yourself. This statement refers to social holiness in John Wesley's term. John Wesley understood the holiness in the same way that he understood salvation. We are saved by God's grace, not by our own efforts. John Wesley believed that God has provided means of grace, which are our sign, words, or actions that we engage in every day to 
access God's grace. John believed that we can grow personal witness, I'm sorry, personal holiness by actively engaging the following means of grace called the works of piety, such as Bible study, prayer, fasting, partaking the Holy Communion, attending private and public worship services. However, he believed that genuine inward personal holiness must show itself in outwardly and socially, as Micah chapter 6 challenges us. What does the Lord require of you but to do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with your God? So John Wesley emphasizes social holiness alongside personal holiness throughout his ministry, and he encourages Methodists to pursue holiness and also actively engage in means of grace that connects us with God and with others and in mission with the world so that we can grow in social and personal holiness. John Wesley called um, this means of grace as works of mercy. They include visiting the sick and those in prison, feeding the hungry, giving generously to the needs of others, doing good works, addressing the needs of poor, seeking justice, ending oppression and discrimination, and helping the poor. And there are more. Wesley not only preached about it, but he also lived it in his life and in his ministry. He fasted every Friday. He read the Bible and prayed every morning and night. He led the Bible study. He preached the gospel almost every day, partaking the Holy Communion every week. He visited the sick and those in prison weekly to share God's compassionate love and grace. In 18th century England, poverty was widespread. There was time when John Wesley had his ministry. And John was greatly concerned about the poor and he showed great compassion towards them. John Wesley leads houses for homeless widows and children, and they generously gave away most of the money that passed through his hands. He founded many schools for poor children to provide a better education. Wesley not only focused on education, but also concerned showed concerns for their health. So he even prescribed each day's food menu for his students. 
Wesley also spoke up about war and slavery. He believed that war is incompatible with Christian teaching, so he urged Christians to work towards peace. He strongly condemned American slavery and England's environment, advocating for its abolition because he believed that every person deserved to be treated as someone created by God for whom Christ died. While some Methodists did not agree with Wesley's view on war and slavery, his legacy of advocating for social justice continued among American Methodists. The Methodist people have followed his examples by establishing schools worldwide to educate young people, starting hospitals in different places to help sick people, and engaging in the collection of cash, food, clothing in the societies to help those in need. The United Methodist Church is now one of the churches actively addressing social justice issues. For John Wesley, holiness was a way of life and a path for him to grow in Christ and become as Christ-like person. He engaged in all the good things by God's grace. It was not out of fear of falling from God's love or facing God's judgment, but rather out of his deep love towards our Lord. He loved God dearly, recognized the love God had for him, and desired others to experience the same love and the same saving grace offered by our Lord Jesus Christ through God's grace. And we are the fruits of his ministry. I became a Methodist because of the inspiration drawn from John Wesley's understanding of salvation and grace. How about you? Perhaps some of you became Methodist due to the influence of your parents or your grandparents or your great-grandparents. Others may have been inspired by the impactful work that Methodists do locally and globally or by John Wesley's teachings. Or some of you, maybe you are still searching for your faith. No matter where you are, regardless of how you became a Methodist, please remember that your identity is deeply rooted in personal and social holiness 
something that John Wesley himself devoted and strongly encouraged all Methodists to pursue. And we share this tradition together. So church, let us actively embrace the call to holiness, engage in means of grace so that the world know Christ through our words and our actions. Amen.